Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, cat lovers. This is Michelle Fern, your host on Catitude. You know, so many of us have, well, a lot of us, if you're listening, Catitude, you have cats, right? And a lot of us have older cats. You know, there's so many things we wonder and ponder about older cats because they don't talk to us like their uh, canine friends do. But I have an expert with me today, and we're going to learn about things you can do for your older cat and all kinds of other great tips. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Here's an alarming statistic. More than two-thirds of dogs and cats have oral health disease by the age of three, and one of the indicators is bad breath. Do your pets have a healthy mouth? Do you cringe when it's time for a kiss or a snuggle? Let's get to the cause. Harmful bacteria in their mouth. And bad breath is just the start. The bad bacteria cause tartar and oral disease, which can lead to serious overall health problems. It's critical to make sure your pet's oral health is the best it can be, as good dental health is key to optimizing their overall health. Now, good news! It's easy and affordable to improve their oral health with Probiora Pet. Just one scoop of this dental care probiotic mixed into their food daily floods the mouth with positive bacteria, which crowds out the bad. This means better oral health and fresher breath. Probiora Pet is an all-natural dental care probiotic. It's odor and taste-free, so your pets will still enjoy their chow. We want to keep your pets healthy. During National Pet Oral Health Month, our listeners can save 10%. Go to probiorapet.com and use PLR10 at checkout. That's probiorapet.com. Use PLR10 at checkout to save 10%. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to welcome Dr. Albert on. He is the veterinary advisor for Myos Pet. But besides that, he knows a tremendous amount about cats. And he's going to answer some great questions for us, give us some such great tips. Welcome, Dr. On. Hello. It's great to be back. Thank you. Wonderful having you back. And what we mean is back. This is your first time in Catitude, but you've been on Best Bets for Pets before to talk about um, your product that you had for dogs. Today, we're all about cats. So do you happen to have a cat? I used to have a cat up until a couple of years ago. He lived to the ripe old age of 20. And then, well, now he's uh, up in the heavens playing in that big playground for cats. Yes, that big cat rainbow bridge, sniffing catnip and everything. Well, I'm sorry if you're lost. That's always horrible. But 20 is amazing. So that's one of the things I want to talk about because it's great for us pet people. I mean, so many of us have dogs and cats and dogs. It's rare if they make it past, you know, 15 or 16. That's a rare thing. Cats are living more and more till, you know, 18, 20, 22. But it's a challenge caring for cats because they're not as vocal with what's going on with them. So 
what are some ways we can take care of our cats that are older? And what actually is an older cat? Like is 10 considered older? 10, I'm talking regular years. I don't even know. There's so many ways to cat years and this and that. We're just talking regular years. So if his cat's 10 years old, is he old? Or is it 15 is old? What is old? You know, not that long ago, probably eight to 10 years ago, a seven-year-old cat was considered to be uh, an older cat with better science, better food, better nutrition, better care. We now say that uh, 10 years really is the sort of the rough line in the sand for an older cat. And you're absolutely correct. Absolutely correct that now we have cats that are living to be 20 plus years of age. When I graduated from veterinary school some years ago, a Siamese cat that lived to be 21 years of age, that was fairly noteworthy. But now we're having many of our domestic short hair cats and domestic long hair cats that are making it to 18, 19, 20, even 21 years of age. What do you think is the reason for this? I know you alluded to with better care, but do you think it's that we're doing more and paying attention to our cats that just maybe cat food in general is getting better or it's combination? What's making this happen? Sure. It's a combination of factors. Number one, first and foremost, I think that cat owners are demanding more information. They are avid readers. They're constantly asking questions because they want to be advocates for their cats. So I would say the single biggest factor are cat owners. They're a very smart group of people. They read, they study, they ask a lot of questions, they quiz their veterinarians. And so as a result, the feline caregiver is doing more for cats than uh, they were doing 25 years ago better nutrition. We have better food out there for cats. And as a result, this better nutrition is translating into longer and healthier lives for these cats. The third factor is we have better medicines as well as better hospitalization care than we did 25 or 30 years ago. Many of the technologies that are used in human medicine are now commonplace in feline practices and are available to our feline patients. So I would say, Michelle, that those three factors are key drivers for why our cats are living longer and healthier lives. You know, when you mentioned some of that, I'm, you know, thoughts are going in my head, what I experienced with um, my own cats, especially Dennis, and with, um, you know, family members and what, what, you know, their cats. And you think about today, you know, I have to get insulin for my cat or that kind of a phrase, maybe 10 years ago, but certainly 20 years ago and longer, you would not have heard that people now it's commonplace, but people would not have even thought about that. Our pets are not just we're pet parents, we're their family members. They're not just, you know, let the cat in, let the cat out kind of households anymore. Totally agree with that. 100% agree. Cats are occupying an ever increasingly important role in the household. Several decades ago, it may have been that a cat was thought of as a, a mouser to go chase after rodents or keep the mouse out. Think about the Tom and Jerry cartoon series. Today, these cats are uh, 
are pampered. They're pampered and they have all sorts of comforts and luxuries that are uh, bestowed upon them. So we're really doing a great job of taking care of these cats. You know, I have to laugh when you say luxuries because two of my cats are outdoor cats and it's not by my choice. They were mm-hmm. like um, kind of community cats and that's Sammy and Jethro. And Jethro wants to come in, but Sammy does not. She's a little bit, She's. I still can't touch her after six years. So not only do they have a house, this nice little house that's in front of our house, which there's foliage, so you can't really see it, but they have not one, but two heating pads that are made for cats. So when you say comforts, yes. And let me tell you, for people that are listening, they're going, oh, but it's freezing this. No, I'm in South Florida. Our freezing is when it's maybe 40 once, twice a year, but they have not one, but two heating pads. So yes, they do have a lot of comforts. The are These cats that we have nowadays. And as cat owners, that's what we want. Definitely. And uh, Michelle, if you think about what we're doing for these cats, I have a feline owner who actually has built what I call a small feline city (laughs) in her home. So we are talking multi-story cat condos. I said condos as in plural. So she has six different multi-story cat condos. They're all interconnected with each other. So a cat, one of her cats can actually walk from one condo to the next one on, let's say, the second floor walkway that she has. It is unbelievable, Michelle, what cat owners will do for their felines. Yeah, we're we're kind of, um, I was trying to think of a pun on cat crazy, but in the best possible way, you know? So let's get back to others. So I mentioned winter a little bit. Now, I don't really experience winter where I live, but what are some good tips since, well, by the time this airs, it'll probably be March and that's still pretty much pretty cool out there. What are some good tips for caring for your cat for winter? Because in the U.S., I know most cats are indoors, but some are indoor outdoor. Sure. You know, it's interesting, Michelle, because my answer for this is actually on both sides of the front door to the house. So let's talk about the outside environment first. Winter tips for these cats that must go outside and spend part of the day outside uh, would be to make sure that they are able to go in and out of the house so that they're not stuck outside when they want to come in. So it's very important to make sure they have good access of coming in uh, when they want to. Uh, Secondly, just making sure that you take a look at their pause each evening because it's very cold outside uh, here where I live in New Jersey. It can get very, very cold. In fact, a couple of weeks ago, it was down at uh, four degrees Fahrenheit. So if a cat is out and uh, walking about, that's pretty cold and it could cause some irritation to the paw pads. So it's a good idea to to take a look at those pads and make sure that they're, they're not getting uh, injured. I just have a little comment and you're the expert, of course, but with their paw pads, I mean, is there a chance, because I know people use salt a lot in cold weather with, is there a chance that that could be a factor? Because even though, you know, it's common dogs are out more to, you know, use the bathroom and so forth, but with cats, they groom themselves so much that they're licking their paws so much. What about that issue? Is there a chance of that or or cats don't really, you know, go in the areas where the, the salt is? Cats may not frequent the 
pavement, the salted areas as frequently as dogs might. However, it is a good idea to check the paw pads for not only salt, but also gravel that can wedge its way in between the paw pads. And as you pointed out, Michelle, very good point. Because cats are fastidious groomers, we really don't want them licking off granules of salt or granules of gravel, and in some cases, ingesting them. So it's a good idea when they come in, just wipe their feet down, uh, you know, sit with them, kind of wipe their feet gradually to uh, remove any gravel or any salt granules that may have gotten wedged between their, their paws. So I think that's a really important thing from the outside of the front door perspective. Michelle, if I flip over and talk about the inside, the other side of the front door. So now you're inside the house. Some of the most common things that I see in our practice are cats that develop respiratory or hair coat problems because the air inside our homes is so dry from the heating systems. And so I will mention to clients, particularly when I see a lot of uh, dandruff on the cat's hair coat, I'll suggest that they add fish oil to their cat's diet because fish oil is rich in omega-3 fatty acids and that helps to moisturize the skin. It also helps to maintain strong skin. I also suggest that if it's very, very dry, that they consider adding humidification, adding a humidifier to the main room where our furry felines might be uh, inhabiting or spending most of their time. And uh, thirdly, for my patients that are prone to having asthmatic attacks, in fact, I, I just had one earlier today, I tell pet owners to get one of those air purifiers. So something that is a HEPA filter to filter out all of the particulate matter that's in the air, because you get the dry air, you get the airborne particulate matter, and you have a cat that's prone to developing asthmatic attacks, that's really a very good recipe to trigger an asthmatic event. So a lot of the things that I will talk about center around airborne particulate matter, humidification of the dry air, and using a natural supplement like salmon oil or fish oil, which most cats love having on their food to help bolster their omega-3 fatty acid levels. Dr. Anwen, adding salmon oil or fish oil, is this something you should check with your veterinarian? What would be the dosage? I mean, like a little sprinkle of it? Do you buy the capsules? I know that you can buy them in the uh, vitamin aisle of any place, any store has it. But is this particular for cats? Or is it just human grade is fine? I really like the fish oils that were designed and developed specifically for cats because they will adjust the dosage of the omega-3 fatty acids that are there. And most of these feline fish oil bottles will have recommended dosing information on them. Uh, it's always a good idea to consult with your veterinarian to see what uh, her or his thoughts might be about what role fish oil could play in your cat's diet. So certainly between the label on the package, as well as uh, the veterinarian's advice would be a good place to start. It is my personal preference, Michelle, that it be the liquid fish oil supplement as opposed to the capsules, because I find that the liquid seems to be more available to the body. The body is better able to use the liquid version, and uh, I see better clinical results with the liquid fish oil compared to the capsules. Okay. And that's capsules versus having your cat swallow a capsule? 
Right. The liquid fish oil, you just pump it directly onto your cat's food. So it's almost like putting ketchup on your French fries, if right. you will. No, that I understand. But when you said capsule, do you mean giving your cat a capsule otherwise? Yeah. Some people will uh, attempt to Who would want to do cat. that? I mean, that's hard. Exactly. That's a challenge. That's what I thought you meant. And I thought the liquid is just fine. Yes. And that was the other point I was going to make is that the liquid is so much easier. One of the things that a veterinarian dreads is having to dispense a pill or a tablet medication to a feline owner because most cats are not going to cooperate in having a pill or tablet shoved down their throat. So that's another reason why the uh, fish oil capsules or the fish oil tablets are not uh, not ideal for our feline friends. Yes, liquid, much, much better idea. Let's talk about something. I know this is a topic that is very important to you, and we're going to get to even more of it in the second half of the show. But let's talk about where we're talking about older cats in the beginning. One of the things that we see a lot with older cats is muscle loss and, you know, joint issues. How do we know that that's happening? You know, where cats 10, they are moving around, they seem to be fine. It's hard to tell, you know, the dogs, you're walking them, they might walk a little funny, but cats, it's more difficult. They sleep a lot. So how do we know if our cats are experiencing muscle loss, any joint issues or anything like that? That is a terrific question. The whole idea about joint disease in older cats is something that really hasn't gotten enough attention. Michelle, arthritis in cats is a very big deal, especially for our middle-aged and older cats. And we really haven't paid enough attention to the needs of these older cats that develop arthritis, in part because cats are very, very uh, secretive about any ailments that they might have. Unfortunately, the best way to tell that a cat's not feeling well is to suddenly realize that your cat is not very visible, is not very present. You have to now find your cat under the bed, or you find your cat tucked away behind the couch, or you find your cat tucked away in the shoe section of your closet, hiding in a corner. These are some telltale signs that your cat is not feeling well. And one of the things that uh, we in veterinary medicine are uh, really beginning to embrace and recognize is the fact that arthritis in middle-aged and older cats is a very real and a clinically significant phenomenon. Uh, There are some newer drugs that have come out that help with arthritis. We also have some very new drugs that are about to be launched later this year specifically for feline arthritis. And I always encourage cat owners to critically look at the muscles on their cat's legs. I can tell right away, Michelle, if a cat has arthritis just by feeling the joints and feeling what the muscle mass or the muscles in the major legs feel like. If, if I'm feeling a lot of muscle loss, it tells me that the cat is not using these muscles And one of the most obvious reasons, Michelle, is because their joints are somewhat painful and they don't really want around. So I think that it's important to have these cats looked at twice a year. And veterinarians are very happy to make recommendations on ways that we can help to mitigate joint pain and to help maintain healthier muscles. Because we know 
that healthy muscles will support these uh, aching or arthritic joints and allow these cats to live uh, more mobile lifestyles. All right, we have to take a short break, but I have a question for you on muscle loss. We'll be right back right after this break. Max, a nine-year-old rescue cat, was struggling to get up the stairs. I tried Antinol, which is a natural, super potent pet joint and well-being supplement that has enhanced the lives of over 2 million pets worldwide. You know, in just 30 days, Max Recovery has let him race up the stairs. Start Antinol daily and see your dog or cat's mobility comfort improve in just 30 days. Guaranteed. If you want to be proactive about your pet's health and wellness, Antinol is an effective way to help prevent mobility discomfort. And check this offer out. You're not going to believe it. It's fabulous. Free shipping on your first order and a free bonus pack for the first 15 days to give optimal results and a 100% money back guarantee. Start your pet's mobility makeover at Antinol.com. Keep happiness in motion. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Dr. Ahn about so many important things for your aging cat and winter tips and all kinds of things. Now, we talked just talked about muscle loss. I know, you know, obviously you're a veterinarian with years of experience. I just have cats. Is there a way I could tell a little bit if my cat has muscle loss? I mean, is it, the only thing I can get akin to is, you know, if you're a person, you could feel muscles. Otherwise, you feel like just like mush and instead of muscles. Is it kind of that kind of a feeling or... Is it just take your cat to the vet, get your cat checked. Don't try to diagnose yourself. And I'm not saying diagnose, but just if you're just worried about it, is there a way for us cat pet parents to get just a little bit of an idea if there's maybe a muscle issue? Yes, Michelle, you might be surprised how many of our feline listeners, feline pet parent listeners here actually are very in tune with their cats. Uh, More often than not, they're bringing their cats in. And as I'm taking the history from them, they will volunteer or they will offer and say, I feel like that my cat has lost muscle mass, or I feel like my, my cat is less muscular or less toned compared to six months ago. So, Michelle, our feline owners, they are regularly grooming or they're regularly petting and touching their cats. You can actually feel the major muscle groups, particularly in the thigh region of the back legs or the, uh, the biceps region of the front legs, or even running down the, the back where you feel the spine. These are some very common places where you can assess how is the muscle tone? Is it plump? Is it firm? Is it bulky? Is it, is it very uh, healthy feeling versus does there seem to be some loss? Is the muscle feeling somewhat soft and sagging along the back? Are we able to feel more of the spine, the bony prominences from the spine? When you start to feel that, much of that is from loss of muscle. Yes, some of that is from loss of fat, but also there's a lot of muscle that runs along the back or runs along the vertebral spine. So there are lots of ways that our feline pet parents can 
qualitatively evaluate muscle mass in their calves. Those are great tips. I wonder also, and you're talking about, you know, joints and so forth and arthritis, are cats more prone to it because they're such jumpers over this isn't about, you know, feline versus canine, but, you know, are cats just more prone to it or are cats that are jumpers more prone to it? Some cats are jumpers, some are not, some are lazy. Like my Dennis, he is not much of a jumper, but Molly's, I think, more likely to jump around. So would that have an effect on the cat's joints or it's just depends on how the cat's aging? Sure. So I think there are two things here. In terms of muscle mass or muscle wasting, certainly the more active felines are the ones that have stronger and healthier muscles as they get older. Those cats that have an underlying illness, maybe they have diabetes, maybe they have heart disease, maybe they have kidney disease. And as a result, they tend to live a more sedentary lifestyle. These cats are more prone to developing muscle loss and muscle wasting, in part because of the decreased activity and in part because some of these illnesses, such as kidney disease, can promote muscle wasting. So that's the muscle side of the question. Now, in terms of the joint aspect of your question, are more active cats more prone to developing arthritis? That's a really good question, Michelle. I honestly don't know that uh, anyone knows the answer to that. It seems plausible that a cat that's more active, maybe an indoor-outdoor cat that goes hunting at night and is maybe getting into a tussle with the local fox and is scurrying up a tree or running down a, an alleyway, I suppose it's possible that that cat may be more predisposed to developing arthritis earlier, but I don't know that there's uh, good information, Michelle, to really say that with confidence. Okay. Well, that's good advice, great information. Let's talk about what we can do. Now, I know that there's a product that you've worked with and had great success with. So let's talk a little bit about that. I know we're not really a product show, but when there's something that's so good for your cat, I really love the idea of talking about it. Myos Feline Health Formula, tell us why you like it and why you work with for them as an advisor. When I see the level of commitment that this company has made toward research. Starts with the CEO and permeates the entire organization. They are committed to research. They're committed to good clinical data being generated to help our feline friends. In fact, I, I am really admiring them for having the initiative to say cats really don't get enough attention in the space of arthritis and in the area of muscle health. So the fact that they took it upon themselves to start conducting research and to develop this product, which has been proven to help maintain strong, healthy muscles in cats, that really means a lot to me because if you recall, we said earlier in the program that cats are sometimes neglected or they've sometimes been forgotten when it comes to new product innovation. And so when you see the data that supports what fortitropin, fortitropin is the active ingredient in the Myos formula for cats. When you see what fortitropin does for these cats and you see the type of muscle health that can be generated and maintained while these cats are on this fortitropin product, it's very compelling. It makes for a very strong case to use this natural egg yolk 
derived natural supplement to help support healthy muscles. So how would someone come to the cat pet parent, come to the determination that their cat needs to start looking to Myo's feline health formula and start giving it to their cat? Would it be a referral from their vet? Is it something that they could just say, you know, my cat's kind of sluggish, older, you know, let me look into this for my cat or just that my cat's older, this would be a good addition to their diet. What would the pet parent need to think about for Myos to be a consideration for their cat or cats? Well, certainly, uh, you've raised some very good points, Michelle. You want the veterinarian to participate in this discussion because the veterinarian is in a great position to provide an overview of what the cat's health is and what the status of the muscle health is specifically. If the veterinarian feels that there has been muscle wasting, the medical term we call that is sarcopenia, then certainly the veterinarian can make that recommendation or the pet owner can actually go to the Mayo's website and uh, research more on the feline formula for cats, or they can even call the company and get more information from the consumer advocates who answer the phone and provide important uh, information for feline owners. So there are a number of ways that they can get more information. And certainly once they try the product, Michelle, they will see that there is a noticeable improvement in muscle health as well as mobility in some of these cats that have lost muscle mass. So the cat pet parent, just to clarify, can do a number of things. Is Myos a veterinary prescribed product? It is a veterinary prescribed product. Okay. All right. So they can do research, but you need to see your veterinarian. It is important to see your veterinarian so that they can, the veterinarian can help you to determine if it's appropriate to use the uh, feline muscle formula. They can go to Myos Corp. Dot com. That's M-Y-O-S corp.com to learn more about uh, the feline formula. And they can certainly call the company as well and speak with one of the consumer advocates there. That's great to know. And it's also good to know that it's an all natural formula. I have a question for you. If there was something, you know, you're a veterinarian, you see pet parents bring in their cats all the time. I want to know maybe your top two or three things that if you could tell every cat pet parent to do, what would you tell them? I would tell them to work with their veterinarian closely to make sure that the feline parent fully understands the overall health status of their cat. And as specific issues, be it muscle or joint health arise, be prepared to make some adjustments in the nutritional program or the supplement program, or in some cases with the medications that might be administered for this cat. And what do you think This is just something, your best guess, but what do you think cats might be living to maybe in the next 20 years? Will we see cats to live to age 25? I'm going to stick my neck out there and uh, I'm going to say that it wouldn't surprise me at all if we see cats living into their mid and upper 20s over the next 25 years because we're making so many advances and I am aware of many confidential product developments that are specifically for cats that are going to benefit our feline friends. So I'm feeling uh, very bullish that we're going to see cats living to their mid 
and upper 20s. Well, I'm going to hope you're right, because I think that would be fabulous. And again, tell us the name of the product and what cat pet parents can tell their vet about and where cat pet parents can do a little more research on their own. Sure. So it's called Mayo's Feline Muscle Formula. And the website that they can go to is called myoscorp.com, which is M-Y-O-S-C-O-R-P.com. They can also call us or they can call the company for more information at 973-509-0444. Okay, wonderful. This show has been just chock full of such great information and great advice. I want to thank you so much for your time to give us all of these great tips and also letting us know about Myo's Feline Health Formula for our aging cats. I know many, many, many of us have aging cats, and this is a great product to check into and ask your vet about. So thank you, Dr. An, for coming on Catitude. Well, thank you so much and stay healthy, stay safe. And uh, I really enjoy working with you. I I hope there'll be more opportunities. Same here. Thank you. We'll send you some warm weather because it was like 85 here. It's too hot. Yes, please do. (laughs) Do send that weather here. We would very much appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do my best. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this show. Dr. An had a great amount of tips, you know, for your cat, for cold weather, for older cats, for checking your cat for muscle, you know, loss and joint issues. And, you know, I have to tell you, I I know we don't like to do a lot of product stuff on Catitude, but I felt that this was something I really wanted to share. I did try Myos um, Feline Health Formula on Jethro because Jethro was having some issues and I did a telemedicine because he's an outdoor cat, kind of a feral slash community cat. And I wanted to take him to vet, but I couldn't catch him. I tried for three hours. And so I did a telemedicine and did the dosage and everything. And I have to say, he has improved so much. So I had to have Dr. On to share all this with you. And I want to thank um, my guest, Dr. On, for coming on Catitude. I want to thank Jethro for trying Myosa Feline Health Formula. Thanks to Sammy, his partner, that made sure that he took his medicine. Thanks to Dennis, Charlotte, and Molly for teaching me all about cats. Um, A huge, huge thank you to my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guests sound amazing. And a humongous thank you to everyone in the Catitude audience for listening to Catitude. I appreciate it so much. And remember, lose the attitude. Have Catitude. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.